what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Best Bets episode for Tuesday, January 23rd in the National Basketball Association. Join me tonight to break down the best bets for Tuesday. We got Jay Money in the house. Jay Money is money on Twitter and YouTube and in the Action Network app. Also joining me, Brian Fonseca, New York native, heat sympathizer extraordinaire, and... Action Network contributor uh, across all of our fighting platforms. Make sure if you are are if you're into um, the the men that try and kill each other, Brian is your guy to follow for the best bets there as well. Reminder: everything we talk about can be found in the award winning Action Network app. You can find all sorts of cool stuff in there. Um, there's great stuff in there. I, I've got articles up on the Lakers. I'm writing one up on the Clippers. Um, I'm going to be writing one up on some futures bets that I've got coming in. I'm doing an MVP update. You can read all that in the Action Network app. Also, you can get set for everything for for NFL Championship Weekend. We'll have best bets for you covered throughout the week. All sorts of great stuff. Brandon Anderson's analysis, all sorts of cool stuff in there as well. Uh, also, make sure to check out YouTube.com slash The Action Network. You're going to find something that you like. I want to take one real quick second, and I want to ask that – this show has grown so much and we're, I'm like extremely grateful. This is the most successful podcast I've been a part of, and I'm really honored to be a part of it. I'm really, I love doing the show. It's awesome. We work really hard at it. We try and make it the best that we can. Uh, give us a second and go do a five-star review for us on Apple podcasts. I know you hear that all the time from all the podcasts that you listen to, but those things really matter for podcasts like ours, where we're trying to break into a space. We're one of the few that do this every single day for you, Monday through Friday, for the association and seven days, like we do this pod seven days a week on during the playoffs. So give, give us a, a, a five-star review on our podcast. It means a ton to us. All right. No more fucking around. Let's get to best bets for the Tuesday slates. Uh, Brian Fonseca, what do you like in the association? I like the Knicks minus three and a half against the Nets in an all New York battle. And I'm leaning on some overs for Jalen Brunson props, but I haven't committed yet. Okay. Uh, J money is money. What do you like tonight? Taking the Pelicans in the first half, minus three, minus three and a half. Um, I like both of them. I, I, I'm not feeling great because they told me their picks and I'm, I'm oppo, these guys. And that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good. Uh, I've got Nets plus three and a half. This is going to be the worst of the number. You're going to wake up and hear this and it's going to be four and a half, um, four, four and a half, maybe five. So you can wait if you like my analysis on it. Uh, otherwise, I'm on that game plus three and a half. Uh, I'm also on Utah plus six and a half full game versus the Pelicans. And I have a, we'll talk about it. I have a lean on OKC minus 14 and a half because I didn't learn my fucking lesson laying 14 and a half on Monday night with two teams that had guys go for over 60 points and neither of them covered. Really, guys? But we'll get to that in a minute as well. <laughs> Brian's dying on, on camera. Uh, let's start with Nets Knicks. Obviously, uh, this is rivalry week in the NBA. Brian, uh, give me the cap on why you like the Knicks in the spot. The Knicks are just, really been a reliable team on the road this season 
Um, seven and three against the spread as a road favorite, and for me, it starts there. Um, which is fifth in the NBA, second in the NBA amongst teams with any real sample sizes because Dallas is eight and two, and you have some other teams that are like one and zero, two and zero. So I'm not sure how much we're factoring them into these rankings. Against the spread, plus minus is a real favorite, plus four, which is fourth among teams with at least a four game sample size, which is also really good. Sixteen and nine straight up as a favorite, and I just think that with the Nets, I mean. For one, that Clippers game was very indicative of how they've played lately because you remember they started off the season 13 and 10 and they have since gone 4 and 15. They, I thought this team had a chance to be the 2018-19 Nets that I covered closely in person, uh, which is a very fun experience at one point. But um, this team is not that. And I look like I, I think they look like they're going to go for a reshuffling maybe at the trade deadline, maybe move some parts around. We'll see. Um, but I think that's that's sort of where this is headed. And I think the Knicks are just a pain in the ass for them to match up with. The Nets as a home underdog haven't been great. They're four, four and two. Um, they're like the middle of the pack in the NBA. Um, and right now they're just nine and fifteen after losses straight up because they have not been the team that's bounced back very effectively throughout the course of the year and just really quickly on Jalen Brunson the reason why I'm looking at his props uh points and threes in particular the points are high it's 28 and a half he's gone over in seven of his last eight however and is riding a streak of 30 or more on about four straight and as far as threes he's gone over in six ten uh but those are only minus 135 minus 140 I want to see if there's going to be movement uh preferably not getting any higher on either side i don't know if that's going to be the case um i would like those numbers to come down if i'm going to play them but i feel good about knicks minus three and a half given the trends of what we've seen from both them and the nets who i think are kind of spiraling a little bit not to be over dramatic about it but they don't look great yeah i might be i might be trying to catch a falling knife here um the three-point edge is, is significant to me where the Nets just shoot a shit ton of threes. They combat the net, the Knicks pretty well in a key area, which is offensive rebounding. That's one of the areas that the Nets are very good in. Um, the Nets also, here's a curious thing. When the Nets face a team that allows fewer free throws than the Nets average on game and they generate quite a few free throws, um, the Nets are 5-1-1 one, one ATS. What this basically says is like, if you are somebody who doesn't foul a whole lot, like that plays, they like pretty clean games. And the Knicks play a pretty clean game. The Nets actually excel in those environments because it's just like, hey, let's ramp it down the floor, space it out, and shoot. If Mitchell Robinson was in, then I would, I would very much, I think, probably be on Knicks here. Um, I've got like part of this is is I've got this power rated um, with only the Nick, the Nets is like less than a one point dog, and then part that's because like I give the Knicks like a significant bump on top of what my power rating spits out because I know that they're better than what the model suggests, like the Knicks half-court offense isn't good. So, like, you have a bad Knicks half-court offense, but they get it done. That's how they're winning. Like, their top 10 schedule-adjusted offense and defense. Like, they're there. Like, they are within range of being, like, an elite team, especially with OG. Um, However, like, a lot of it's transition, and that, to me, matches up pretty well with what the Nets do. So I'll take the three and a half. Um, It doesn't make me feel great because of all the things you kind of talked about with Maybe I'm I may be using a November December cap on the Nets when it's like that was the November December caps and now the January cap on the Nets is um they suck and they're falling apart and Spencer Dinwiddie's quite quitting and everyone knows they're getting traded and it's not good. Uh, Jay, 
I'm going to assume that if you had a side, it would be Knicks or nothing here, right? Oh, uh, actually not. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The whole world is going to be on the Knicks here. And I, me personally, as a sharp bidder, I like to go against what, uh, what everybody likes to do. So it would be Nets or nothing for me. But I have the last couple of games. Personally, I kind of think that they're tanking. Uh, there's been a couple of spots where Vaughn could have taken a timeout just to get things reset, to at least try to win the game. And he just absolutely refuses to. I mean, the Clippers went on a 22. I was watching that game. 22 to nothing run. They were down 11 to up 11. I've never seen nothing like it. I remember the game that they played versus Miami at the house in overtime and he literally just chose not to call a timeout where they were down one point and had 10 seconds to go so um i'm not sure what to do with the nets i like to go against the grain i like to go against the world but um i just I personally i can't get there with the nets maybe if hardenstein sits it's going to make it even harder for the knicks here the knicks have beaten them three straight times um you also worry about uh, people don't really look at who teams are playing next but the knicks do have the defending champs coming into their house in the next game and I, i'm one to believe that there is a look ahead factor to uh in some of these games so wouldn't be a bit surprised if the nets did i mean they came out and played well in la they played well in both games in la they just couldn't finish the job versus the clippers so um i'll go out on a limb and say if they played the way that they played both of those games they could definitely win this game but if they lost by 20 it wouldn't surprise me one bit i do how like brian's like you know the knicks are road warriors they have to get on a fucking bus brian like <laughs> well a- listen they're good at home too and there will yeah. be plenty of Knicks fans there <laughs> at that game. Like, I know it. You know what I mean? I've covered some of those. So I, I, yeah, it's those. an interesting question. Like, should you just cap this as a home game? Yeah, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, the atmosphere has just yeah. always, like, e- even when the Nets have had better teams, yeah. I mean, th- and I could speak to this, and, and Nets fans get pissed off. But, like, listen, if St. John's won a national championship, it'd be a bigger deal in this city than if the Brooklyn Nets won an NBA championship. Like, it just is. Like, that's where they are in the pecking order and for the foreseeable future the kevin durant kyrie irving james harden experience didn't help there will be more knicks fans at these games than there are nets fans especially now when the knicks are good and the nets are not it also sucks because like the nets have a pretty good history if you go back to the aba but like they tried to like (laughs) but but now they're like a new team in brooklyn and that's like the you know it's one of the problems um yeah we'll see what happens there This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, uh, so Jay, you like Pell's first half here. I'm always curious. You got you're gonna have to explain this to me because based off of your caps, like I wouldn't peg you for a first half better. So like I'm always curious about like why you take first halves here. Based, you're so much of a spot better. Um, why do you like Pell's first half here versus just playing the full game versus the Jazz? Well, first off, the Pels have been cashing first halves like crazy. They're the third best team in the NBA at cashing the first half spread at the house. They're 15-6-1 against the spread in the first half at home. So um, this is what this team does. In the last game versus the Utah Jazz, what did they do? They came out, and I was on the first half in that time around. I believe I was on it here on Buckets. What did they do? They came out and led the uh, first half by eight and ended up only winning the game by five or six as laying eight or nine points. Um, so it's just one of those, you're taking the full game out of it. We know that 
that the Jazz have been playing better basketball, but this is also a spot here, Matt. The uh, Pelicans are coming off a game where they got absolutely drugged by the Phoenix Suns. I think Devin Booker, that was the Devin Booker game where he had 50-something points, so they've had three days off to stew on that. I like the, I, honestly, I like the Pelicans early and often here, but as the spot, I think the spot speaks uh, just to me that they come out here hot to start this game after coming off a horrible loss at the house. It's their third straight home game as well, uh, almost like a must-win game. This is a bounce-back spot for the Pelicans, um, and I'm taking them, I feel more comfortable taking them here in the first half where they've shown me all year that this is their spot where they bounce back at. Even if they, even if it's a close game late uh, in the last few minutes, I think in the first half is a top spot here, but wouldn't be a bit surprised if they came out first quarter, first half and smack the Jazz up here. Sorry, you said smack the Jazz up and an old Prodigy song went through my head. Uh, so the Utah Jazz this season, when they average more three-pointers than their opponent, when they have a three-point edge, they are 20 and 11 ATS. That's 31 games out of their total allotment. Um, but that's a 65% hit rate on ATS here. That makes me feel pretty good about this. Uh, I've got this projected pretty close in terms of, uh, or with an edge on the Utah Jazz here. Um, I had to upgrade Utah because they are playing better. And now like, they're like, I don't know that they're good necessarily. Like I do have the Pels here as a, a five point favorite. So this is only a point about point and a half, um, or I'm sorry, it's four and a half. So I've got a two point edge here, which is enough for me to get in when I've got the trends in my favor. The other thing is just, this is going to be a, an offensive game and it's going to be variant. And if you do like either of these teams, you should probably be playing alts because this is probably going to be a blowout. Like, I think this is either the Pels hit a shit ton of threes. Jordan Hawkins hits like six and this is like Pels by 20 or this is jazz by 15. I don't expect this actually to be um, very much of a close game. So either way, I think you should probably be playing the extreme ends of this, but I'll go ahead and I'll just grab the six and a half to be safe with it. Um, I don't mind the first half play because you said the Pels have been good in the first half. Jazz also are uh, a little bit of a second half team. They tend to, to hang around and then they kind of wear you out with how they play. So I'll grab the six and a half here and hope it comes through. Finally, for me, I am going to lay the 14 and a half. And I, I mean it. I said that, the, that tonight was going to be the last time I did this because I talked to like <laughs> last night. I was like, hey. Hey, what you don't want to do is you don't want to bet teams that have a 70% winning percentage versus a 30% winning percentage because those dogs cover after game 40. I mentioned that. I gave that out on Green Dot Daily too. And then I still fucking bet the Wolves and the Sixers and neither of them covered despite 130 points from Towns uh, and 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 Joel Embiid more, combined. And more than Brian that. really wants to mention the Wolves lost outright. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it here with the 14 and a half. I can't, I just can't get to this number. Like Portland's so bad. Like they're so bad. Like they're, they're so bad. And mm-hmm. like, they're the first team that has just been like, oh yeah, we're tanking. No, no, no. We're like, we're tanking, tanking. Like everybody else is like, yeah, you know, I mean, we're probably like more interested in like, we want to make, get, find out what we've got with these young guys. And Portland's like, no, we just want to suck. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, there is nobody maybe better. There's maybe nobody better. Um, in the association at losing by huge margins than Chauncey Billups over the last three seasons. Like he is an incredible, he is an incredible tank commander. So I'm going to lay the 14 and a half. If this burns me, I will not be doing it again, but I'm going to go back to the well. If nothing else, it'll be amusing for listeners Uh, to recap best bets. Jay's got Pelicans first half minus three. Brian likes Knicks minus three and a half and Jalen Brunson over. Yes. Points. We'll see, but for now, I'm 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 okay with it. That's good. You just say like track him, follow Brian in the app. 
and you can find out what he's what he's betting and then tail that. Uh, I like the Nets plus three and a half or whatever number this wakes up to. The Thunder minus 14 and a half, God help me, and the Utah Jazz plus six and a half. That's going to do it. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with Best Best Episode with ACJ and Sean. Make sure to follow Action Network on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Action Network. Download the Action Network app. You can follow these guys in there as well. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.